Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Mental Wellness Mondays, a podcast brought to you by Two Broke Twimbos, where we focus on your mental health, your mental well-being. We want to make sure that you are better people. And we have partnered together with Wired to Love and Thrive, the, the ever-present, ever-helpful Dr. Nyerai is with us. Hello, Dr. Nyerai. Oh, no, she literally just froze. There we go. Hey, Dr. Nyerai, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> now, you may find that this is a, a much more insightful and much more quality production. That's because Phil is unable to join us. But don't worry, he'll be back with us another time. Uh, in the meantime, we have with us Loveness Nlea. Did I say it correct? Nlea. Exactly. Awesome. awesome. A linguist. We got it. A master linguist. <laughs> she is a multi-talented creative, digital strategist, and technopreneur. She works with individuals, businesses, and brands to maximize the internet for resilience, career, business, and income growth. If you, pardon me, if you'll notice over the past few weeks, we've been discussing a lot of things to do with uh, career, and uh, I think that's a very important part of managing your mental wellness. So we're going to have a great time chatting to Loveness. Now, you have your own story because you made a drastic shift in your career. Do you mm -hmm. mind telling us a little bit about the shift that you made as an introduction to yourself, Loveness? Okay. Um, thank you so much, Dan. I'm excited to be here. So let me, okay, let me where I start. Okay. Right. Um, I was in the NGO space as an international NGO accountant. Um, I had 12 years experience and I loved it because it's like philanthropic and I'm like that to the core. And then sadly, I, at some point, I think eight years in, I was told I developed a chronic condition called hypothyroidism and the doctor said you know what it's like getting a punch um you don't see it right there and then but the next morning you'll have the swellings you'll have the blue black eye but the moment it happens um no one can tell that you've been punched so um, i used to i used to have late nights i'd get to work by 7 30 you know to start at eight like you know an excited employee and committed person. Um, but most of the time I would, I wouldn't get home anytime earlier than 10 PM. And that was my life. That was my life. And it came with a price. Um, that's, that's how I, I had this flu that wouldn't go away. Um, they kept um, giving me stronger drugs and the doctor was like, no, something else is wrong. Um, referred me to a specialist and the specialist discovered, oh my goodness, you've got nodules. We've got to check on that. And that's how they discovered I've got hypothyroidism. And the doctor said, you know what, you've got two options to continue what you're doing and, you know, continuously have your health deteriorate or you're going to have to, to make a career shift. So me being me, I was like, oh, I love what I do. I'm creating impact in the community. And this is something that I always wanted to do. So there was this um, inner struggle that I had, but um, I gave it another five years and I didn't realize, look, my health was deteriorating quite fast. And that's when I decided to get into digital marketing and I'm self-taught. So I'm a self-taught digital marketing strategist. Hmm. So just to clarify, what actually caused uh, or at least aggravated your health problems was your job as a, an NGO spy for regime change agenda people. <laughs> but was it, was it, it was your actual, was it your job that was aggravating your health issues? Yes, it was. He said, he said, it's not normal. Mm -hmm. um, we have to have, you know, like the, the working hours are, are designed to allow us to breathe for our mental health 
health. And because you, I was constantly on the go from the moment I got to work right up until, you know, sometimes even past midnight, I remember getting to work, getting home at 5 a.m. to start work by eight again. So he said that that continued um, strain and stress on the body um, was affecting my mind. It, it then manifested also in disease as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that you loved this job that was making you sick. I loved it. I loved it. It, it fed my soul. I was making an impact. would get the stories of change. And mm. I was really excited about it. I was part of something bigger. And that's something you see, that Dr. I you see these regime, re, these these NGO spies. I tell you, no. I'm <laughs> hey, listen, hello, NGOs that are listening. I'm joking. We, of course, as you've probably listened to this podcast, know that we would be an excellent space for you to continue your agenda on our podcast. Hit us up. Yeah. All right, loveness. So this is a terrible situation um, where work is literally, literally making you sick. I think most of us can probably mm. relate to to how work would make us feel perhaps not great or we dread going to work. And maybe it would even affect mm-hmm. our mental health. But here you were actually yes. physically being affected by your job. Yes, yes, I was. So tell me, tell me, tell me what your mind was going through and what you were thinking of at, at, in this time. Right. At first I was, uh, I was absolutely shocked. My body was betraying me. That's the way I felt. I was, I was sleeping whilst my eyes were open. I was working on the computer and I'd find multiple um, text or characters on my screen because I fell asleep whilst I was typing at work and it just didn't make sense, you know? Ah. And, and that's when I started asking myself, am I okay? Now that, that happens to me about four times a week or so. So it's it's (laughs) normal. It's normal. It's normal. No, no, No. it's normal. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And then, but you know what? Now, mm-hmm. now that I think of it, there was a time when I got, I also kind of like got tired because my, the diagnosis was not a common one and I was gaining weight. I was given um, six months. I mean, that, that three months mandatory, like that leave. Um, I took the full three months and the doctors then insisted that I needed more time. So when people heard that loveness is on sick leave for three months people thought i was like going to be skinny going to look cute and all that stuff but i was actually gaining weight i was gaining weight i was on steroids and um multiple treatments for that so it affected my mental health because i started i started questioning am i imagining this what's going on i've given my life to this and this is what i get i was like really starting to feel my feelings and and all that Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the doctor said, you know, you've got to make that decision, and it was a difficult decision to make. It was one of the most difficult decisions to make. Mm. What I'm hoping from this discussion, loveness, is I'm hoping that some of our listeners who are currently listening and they perhaps relate to what you're saying, perhaps they're in a job, maybe they don't love it, maybe it's just stressful. Mm-hmm. I think most people yes. would feel that if a job is stressful, if it's causing their physical, their physical. Uh, health to deteriorate, then they probably hate that job. They feel stressed and they don't know what Mm -hmm. to do. Maybe they're in the same position as you are in. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that they can relate to your story and learn from your own uh, situation, right? So so, um, what did you do next? What happened? Uh, I I understand that you took several uh, deliberate decisions. 
So I want to mm-hmm. understand what those decisions were and the effect of them. Um, please share. Okay, so so you know what? One thing I must say is that um, whilst I love my job, the, the strain, I think, also came through family. I wasn't, um, when I got married um, and the greater part of my career, I was single. So I could do those long hours. I didn't mind. But when I, once I got married, I had a husband and I'm African, black. And you know what that means if you are getting home at 10 p.m. And that's when the. So, so my, when, once my son stopped crying for me, and I think that's when it hit home to say, I have to sit down and have a discussion with myself, a candid discussion, a self-talk to say, is this what I really want? And there was that mental, what's this called? A mental battle and conflict to say, if I stay, if I go, what's the implication um, and things like that. So sometimes you can be committed to something that is hurting you and, and you, it, you feel like it's helping you. But in actual fact, when you look at the bigger picture, you ask yourself, you have to get to a place where you ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it, is it worth mm-hmm. it earning the money that I'm earning and losing my son? He did not have I was a weekend mom and most of that weekend I would spend it sleeping. I'm trying to recuperate from the week because of the long hours. And so it really was, it was something else. And so the the decisions that I had to make, first of all, was to sit down with myself, have that conversation and look around and start seeing with a, with like that um, unfiltered eye to say, do I want this? When I would look at, sometimes look at my boss and where my trajectory in terms of where I was going and the options that were there, it just wasn't an option. I felt mm. like um, I was still going to be stuck in the same type of cycle. We're still going to be knocking off late. I would still have this cycle of reports after reports. And so that really made me think. And I started, this opened up my mind to other options, checking what else I can do. Did the people around you feel, notice the change, right? You're working long hours, and it's, you're sleeping at the weekend. You know, did other people, aside from your, you know, your, your husband and your kids, did they notice a change in you? Like, you know, because it doesn't start off right where you're working these long hours, that, you know, as yes. you get more responsibility. You know, did you have a change in your social um, interactions as well? Oh my goodness, Doc. It was terrible. I lost relationships. Mm. I had friends and these friends would be like, um, Loveness, let's go and do, do what we usually did. And I didn't yeah. have time for them. I was at work. And they were like, why are you always at work? You yeah. know, but like trying to explain to them, but you know, at some point they stopped calling. They just yeah. stopped calling. And my life then started having this, Um, I'm either at home, I'm either at work or I'm at church. If I'm not at any of those three places, I'm on my way to one of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that became my life. It was really drastic. So the process, right? Sorry. You're in this process of feeling stuck or feeling overwhelmed, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Walk us through, like, I know you said you sat yourself down, but walk us through some of the exercises because, you know, there's lots of people, either they're mm-hmm. 
they feel stuck in their career or they're yes. in a you know educational academic program that now that they realize is not the best or something you know life in, in their life whether it's their home situation whether it's their partnership you know mm-hmm. what leads you from this place of i because you know in zimbabwe everything is mawan it's like oh, exactly. right you're stuck <laughs> in this how do you now work through to get to the other side where I'm like, okay, I'm going to change my career. I'm going to change mm-hmm. something, you know, just walk us through like what was happening emotionally and what tools or who supported you, you know, how mm-hmm. did you find your way to the other side and then to start a new career altogether? At first I didn't want to talk about it. I was mm-hmm. scared about talking about it. Remember I was in the NGO space and in the NGO space we were earning US dollars. Okay. And I was going to be the crazy person to drop that and opt for something else. Because the question is, what else would you do? Yeah. That's going to give you that type of income. You know, in Zim, you know, with everything that was going on, um, it was also just after 2008, the, the, that whole thing. But we were able to get by because we could afford to cross um, borders and get the food, sleep at the borders, yeah. you know, just to make sure that we, we made it. But still, yeah. I was I was kind of afraid because tied to my job, I was the NGO worker in the family. Tied to my job, uh-huh. I think there was also that uh, identity that I found yeah. myself in that job. And um, there was responsibility that came with that. And, um, and emotionally, I was, at some point, I was a wreck. I was a wreck because I was asking myself fear was ruling and asking myself what am I going to do if I don't do this I've been doing this for so long what am I going to do what else is there um for me and but then when you think about your health um one thing that the doctor also why they they then did a biopsy on me and I've got this permanent necklace on my neck as a reminder because they had mm-hmm. to cut it open and get um, samples of the cells, of the nodules that were on my thyroid um, to yeah. check if they were cancerous. And, you know, th- between the time when he said it could be cancer, we need to confirm to the day that he actually got the results, there was a period of about two and a half weeks. And those two and a half weeks were times of what if it is cancer? What am I going to do? What will my, what, what, what's going to happen to me? Um, I, I'm not yet married, you know. At a time <laughs> like so that, many... you're thinking of getting married. <laughs> Dude, this was serious stuff. Remember, like I said, that's why I said to you, I'm, the, I'm an African black girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's like we are groomed to be wives from mm. a young age. You know, that type of thing. And that's the way we were groomed. So I was like thinking about, oh my goodness, what future, you know. <laughs> you, you know, you know, Dr. Nirai, this is this is something that we're going to have to address in a, in another episode, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, just in general, but I hear what you're saying. My apologies, guys. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, me. Uh, I am currently uh, powerless, sitting in the dark, but we're, I'm still able to connect, so we can go ahead with the discussion. And we can uh, I have been, 
Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, certainly we need to unpack the, I, I think it's globally, but you know, the, to need to unpack this um, need to be married, right? Because then you're, the need. You arrived, you've arrived as an NGO employee, but you still yes. don't feel like you haven't arrived. And, and it was a, you know what, this is another a story because I got married um, when I, it, when I was, I, I was late. You know, I, I say late in quotes because my, my cousins had their second borns and third borns. And, and here I was, loveness in the thirties, um, approaching the thirties. And I had, there was no child. There was no suitor in sight. And now I was openly getting uh, marriage or, or courtship advice from even strangers. And they were all saying, I, I'm, hope, I'm looking for an angel who does not exist. That was the assumption. And yeah, so it was, it was really something else. That, so immediately when I was told cancer and all that, I mean, I was like, oh my goodness, so um, this marriage thing may never happen, you know? So what's, what does that mean for me? What does it mean in terms of, of having my own home, my own children, my mom, what am I going to say? Uh, I had so many, so many thoughts came, came in all at the same time. I remember waking up and just sitting on my bed, blankly staring at the wall. Mm. Mm-hmm. How did you move from that to kind of start making changes, right? Mm -hmm. I I had to then have that conversation, snap myself out of it. Because back then, just like now, we're only starting to talk about mental health now. But if you had told me, I was like, one, I'm a Christian. Christians don't get depressed, you know? Uh, (laughs) That was in my mind. I was like, no, I don't get depressed. I don't know what this is. This is like something, a season. I called it a season something that I needed to go through, but it was not depression. It was not anxiety. It was just a necessary process that I needed to get through and come out of quickly. Mm. So that's when I started telling myself, look, if I have one year left, I'm going to make the most of that one year. Um, And so I just started looking at my options, um, reading uh, until Google, Dr. Google was also one of the places I went to a lot um, to find out as much as I could about this, um, what 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 are my options? What can I do for myself? And then that's when because I didn't have remember my friends a lot of them had were now like gone literally. I didn't have many people to talk to, and I wasn't comfortable really um, talking about it at at church as well because I needed to process it myself before I even included someone else I didn't want to to take on someone else's opinion and what if I'm told I'm I'm depressed what was I going to do you know I I wanted to keep it to myself so did you did you eventually get to a stage where you were comfortable with seeking out professional help no, I never sought professional help. I dealt with it. I was, I, I figured it, I kind of like figured it out by myself. But looking back, if I had sat down with someone and said, this is, I'm, I'm feeling anxious about, about this diagnosis. I'm feeling anxious about my voice. I'm worried about this star that I now have on my neck. Um, is it going to go away? What's 
the impact. I mean, you know, that dude again, you know, I, I want to get married. What is he going to say about the scar? You know, ah, I know Danny, but it, you, it you, you are the issue. prize. It you are the prize, loveness. <laughs> you are the prize, Wanzo. These men, I mean, you know. But you know, but I, I, like I do, I do con- understand what you're saying. The conversations that I was mm. having. But out on the outside, I'm a firstborn. Um, you know, I was supporting my family. I was like, okay, I can do this. But mentally, I was I was having all these talks um, by myself. And then eventually, what I I then did was I went to Doctor Google, checked on my condition found out what the issue was because i i'm always a reader i've always been a reader and and then after i spoke to dr google i then changed hats and then spoke to auntie google in terms of what okay what are my options (laughs) auntie google what are my options in terms of you know mind and and you know um in terms of uh, my career options if i'm passionate about this and all of them were talking about certification and when i looked at the certification it was way out of my reach and then so i started then um just exploring and then i discovered a, a young man not really young yeah but you know middle-aged and from america who are saying you don't need a certificate for you to do what you need to do or want to do and then i, I booked a call with him and he said loveness i it sounds like you need permission for you to pursue your dreams so i give you the permission you can go ahead and you know pursue your dreams you sound like you have it all together and i was like okay so it took me um having this call from this american guy to say i give you the permission to go for your dreams you know and but it was funny but then i was like okay all right so i'm not gonna get a bell to say okay you're good go for it you know but that's when I started researching on, okay, fine, what do I like? What have I always wanted to do? And what are my options? And that's when I discovered um, marketing, digital, online marketing. It didn't have this digital marketing name or this buzzword. It didn't have, it was like online advertising or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, to those of you who are listening to Two Broke Twimbles at the moment and you find yourself holding yourselves back, Perhaps you have taken that next step. You're failing to take that next step that will allow you to achieve your goals and your dreams. Perhaps you're waiting for someone to give you permission. Yes. I want to take this opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, right now, Danny, that guy on Two Broke Twimbo's Mental Wellness Mondays says, you have my permission. Fantastic. But Fantastic. 10%. <laughs> Not ten percent, but <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Nice, loveness. That's. I, I, I'm glad that that story got there. How is your health now? I'm good. I'm good. What? I discovered personal development. What I time discover- are you sleeping? I sleep. Um, by now, I'll be sleeping. Because I'm into digital marketing, and after our call, I've got a couple of hours of work to do. So. I was like, wow, this is the job that you chose to get away from stress. Oh, nice. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Because I, (laughs) do you know what? It's recently I now was forced to get someone else to help me. Um, I I had to also automate my processes, a lot of them. So I also have virtual, like literally software that does the work of a personal assistant. 
And that has like streamlined a lot of things. Um, I've just drilled down. I think Dr. Nyarai was like, Loveness, you need seven hours of sleep. You need the seven hours. When you're young, it doesn't, you won't be able to tell that, look, my eyes are depleting or my back or it's something, but it's going to catch up with you. It will eventually catch up with you. So you've got to make those decisions. And that's the one thing that my dad, then, um, sadly, he's late. But he then said to me, Loveness, we've gotten to a place where there are crossroads. I can't make that decision for you. You have to make that decision for yourself. So even in, in digital marketing, I know. And, and if you're a graphics designer, there are statistics that show that graphic designers are the ones that have the highest in terms of suicide stats. Hmm. Mm-hmm. so I am, I, I am rigorous about the personal development hmm. okay okay this is I think a lot of people can possibly relate to this so mm-hmm. let's let's from your lived experience and you mm-hmm. getting to where you are now what advice would you give to someone who finds himself in that situation right now they're in a job that is drastically affecting their well-being mm-hmm um, what what like advice would you give them? What practical steps would you give them looking back on your own experience? Well, the first step I would say, the first thing I would say is think about you. We th- Sometimes when we think about taking decisions, we want to consider other people. What is this person going to say? What is, what's going to happen with that? But the first part of call is think about you. What will happen if you got hit by a car today? What would, what would be the thing that you'd want to do? Because guess what? It's happening. We're, we're burying young people. We're burying old people. It's like crazy what's happening right now. Um, just this week, uh, 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 a young lady that I knew has passed away from cervical cancer. And I was like, what? And I even went back to her social media profile. And she looked so vibrant. I mean, there's no sign that she was going through that. So I think it's important to always start with you and then grow and then pick it up from there. Then the other thing is that um, to also then don't be um, narrow mind, like blinkered to just sticking to what you know works because sometimes we have adopted um, what's this called borrowed dreams from the parents, our background, and they're not our own. Um, my mom would maybe grow up and now he's in his 60s and he's a model and he's going for it I know that's like almost extreme but for me it says something weak anything is possible right now we are in a fluid environment we we can change careers it is possible don't stick to the one thing don't be committed to the thing that is literally killing you and making you turning you into a zombie whilst you're walking I think for me you know the walking dead ish drag me why don't you Drag me, why don't you, Loveness? Drag me. Um, so, yeah. So, I think if there's any junior doctors, senior doctors and nurses who are tuned in, um, perhaps there's something here for you, you know? Perhaps there's something mm-hmm. here for you. Um, are you 
able now that you are you able to sort of recognize the the same issues that you went through and other people? Do you ever have a chance to like help them? Oh yes, oh yes, I've had um, a lot, a number of my friends doing the career shift, and um, I'm I'm excited because I get to compress or shorten the time that they take to achieve some sort of success. Mm. Um, I don't want them to go through the six years that I went through of the imposter syndrome of, you know, trying to find, grope my way in the dark, literally, and all that. But um, they've, they're also, um, this, I'm seeing success in them. And it's really, really exciting. I do have people who've come to me for assistance and we work through um, the decisions that they want to do. And what is surprising is there are a whole lot more people now who want to make that shift. And, they, and right now we've got more people who, are, who have degrees in one thing, but they're doing something else. Uh, a biochem um, graduate um, now doing uh, being a makeup artist, you know, mm. something like that. Yeah. A finance person doing farming. We've got a whole lot more of that. Yeah, we, we don't talk about makeup artists this week. Next week, we can start talking okay. about that. Oh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, because it's, uh, it's tricky. I don't know if anyone has been following the news. Um, but anyway, no, that's a, that's a very, very, very uh, inspiring account. And I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned. And uh, I am happy for you, Loveness. I'm happy that you're now in a, a happier space um, where, mm-hmm. you know, you're sleeping early. Must be nice. Must be nice. nice. Mm. You should try it one time, Danny. I will give it you a try. You should. Could you bring up another interesting, interesting thing about, you know, once you've made the career shift to know when you need help, right? Because most mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurs tend to, and I'm at fault of that, where you do everything by yourself, but then to yes. still have the mindset to say, oh, I need help. I need to get an assistant. I need to get yes. automated services. Because again, that affects your mental well-being. Even now you're, you know, you're in a new career, you're happy, but you're, again, yes. you can get to the same level of stress that you had before. Yes, yes. And it, and it, has, it has health implications, like you know. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, without saying too much, but it also has the health implications because you can trade one slave uh, master for another and still get stuck in the same rut. Because I was schooled to work that way, I found myself replicating that again, even whilst I was working for myself. The first three to four years, I had to learn digital marketing, um, and I was hunched over the laptop for long hours. And I didn't realize I was doing that until um, a friend of mine said, I, I came last week. I found you in the same position. And um, I dropped by the other day. I found you in this position and I'm coming today. I feel like you haven't moved. Mm. And that was an aha moment for me. You mentioned earlier uh, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came across something this week that I thought might be helpful. I think probably many of us have experienced it, especially when you're in a new space or you've yes. excelled or elevated in some way. And uh, I came across um, someone who was explaining, I can't remember who it was, honestly, but uh, he was explaining that imposter syndrome is a good thing because mm-hmm. if you were always comfortable, it means you're not growing. So if you find yourself uh-huh. in a new space, 
and you've elevated somehow and you feel like you don't know what you're doing, that's because you don't know what you're doing because you're in a new space. You will learn, mm-hmm. you'll figure it out, you'll, you'll get to a stage. So if you feel imposter syndrome, it's good. It means you're growing, you're finding yourself in new spaces constantly. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that was, I thought that was a powerful yeah. thing to, to think about mm-hmm. because if you find yourself feeling that I don't know what I'm doing, good. It means you're growing and you're finding yourself in a space where you're going to learn new things. So exactly. I like that. I, I really like I that. I like that too. <laughs> I will, I will send you guys a link to my motivational course. Only <laughs> $9,999 for and a 30 minute course. Link. And the link to you was <laughs> exactly. Wow. Thank you very much, Loveness. If people wanted to follow your journey or to find you or to hire you or whatever the case is, where can they find you online? Okay. Um, so a lot, my social media handle for all the social media platforms I'm on is at Loveness Nlea. Um, Love and then Ness, N-E-S-S, Nlea, N-L-E-Y-A. And um, for my website, which will also then backlink you to all these other uh, social media platforms is www.lovenessandlea.com. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Is there anything else, Dr. Nirai, we want to touch on? No, I think this has been insightful. So yeah. Thank you so much, Loveness. Thank you. And thank yeah. you for sharing our story with us. And hopefully someone out there will also make a career shift if they have to. Yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Mental Wellness Mondays, a podcast by Two Broke Twimbos. Phil in absentia sends his greetings. My name is Danny, that guy. And of course, we've got Dr. Nirai of Wired to Love and Thrive. You can find us also online. Look for Wired to Love and Thrive. What's the new one, Dr. Nirai? For Sage, it's Sage Restorative for my practice, but Wired to Love and Thrive is still the same. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Of course, this podcast survives on your support. So please, if you would like to contribute, if you feel you've ever gained anything, please go to twobroketwimbles.com forward slash donate. Also, we do give you the opportunity to share some things that are burning in your heart, or perhaps you have a question, or perhaps you have something that you just want to unload uh, off your chest. You can do so anonymously on twobroketwimbles.com forward slash help, and we will get your question in front of a, a mental health professional, and you can get your questions answered either directly, or if you do allow us to say it, Uh, We will anonymously speak about it on this podcast as well. Thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. And thank you very much, Dr. Nirai. And thank you very much, Loveness, for joining us. Uh, That will be the end of another Mental Wellness Mondays. We'll catch you again next week. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Thank you.